Welcome to the Longevity Gym. Hello, my name is Pam Strand. I'm your podcast host. This podcast is accumulation of my personal and professional experiences over the last 20 years. 20 years ago, I left my consulting career because I was tired and I was tired of being tired. I was curious about how the body and the mind worked and how they worked together. I was also curious about what life could be like or would be like if you followed your dreams. So off I went, I became a personal trainer and life coach working with people in their middle years, helping them get stronger and healthier. And along the way, I also explored my own life, not only how to be healthy and fit, but how to create a life that feels meaningful and satisfying. At 64, I'm still exploring and learning, still helping people be stronger and healthier, and still following my dreams. I thank you for tuning in and listening to what I find fascinating and helpful about fitness, health, life, and being your best at any age. In today's episode, I want to have a conversation about stress. Stress levels in our country are on the rise. The statistics I look at suggest that around 75% of Americans report being stressed, and many of those report that it has a negative impact or has had a negative impact on their physical and mental health. For that reason alone, it's an important conversation. But I also think it's an important conversation because many people will say they are not stressed because they're not worried about anything. Yet when they talk about what is going on in their lives and in their bodies, I can't help but think, wow, that's a lot of stress on the body and its systems. I know I'm looking at their lives through my own lens, but what I see does inform my view. I think stress is so normalized in our lives and has such a narrow definition that we're missing many things that actually do put stress on our bodies. And therefore, we are missing opportunities to relieve and manage that stress and have greater results in fitness, health, and life. This conversation is also personal. My studies in longevity and breathwork have given me a new lens with which to examine my own life. I see where stress has been at play that goes well beyond anything that I've been particularly worried about. And now that I can see it, I can't unsee it. I have found a much healthier foundation from which to live my life, a foundation that is no longer built on the mobilization of energy that stress produced in my body. And I'm working to support my body as best as I can by mitigating the stress that comes my way and also by taking specific action to help my body heal from the stress it has experienced and is experiencing. Persistent muscle knots and tension, joint aches and pains are vastly diminished. My body is more mobile and stronger, even though I am working out less and stretching way less than I used to. I have more mental dexterity and flexibility. I retain new knowledge more easily. I'm calmer mentally, and even my voice is more relaxed and different in tone. It's less tinny and high-pitched. My sleep is getting better, and I'm more aware of what works for me and what does not, and more confident and comfortable in leaving behind that which is not healthy for me. 
All of this has come, I believe, from reducing stress and building more practices that help me replenish and restore my energy. My journey is not over by any means. I still have a lot to do. It's like a puzzle. You keep finding new pieces and figuring out where they fit in the bigger picture. And I'm not suggesting that my results are indicative of results that you might get by managing and controlling stress in your life. After all, stress is unique to each individual. But what I am suggesting is that managing and controlling your stress and intentionally building recovery from stress into your lifestyle can be very important health and fitness strategies for you. For when we learn to manage stress and create recovery in our bodies, we also open ourselves up to greater strength, health, and well-being. Before I head into this conversation in any more detail, I want to note that what I am sharing is not medical advice, nor is it diagnosis or treatment. It's certainly not a substitute for medical guidance, nor a substitute for what you know is healthy and safe for you. Rather, what I am sharing is information how, about how we can better support our body's systems in a way that creates more strength, health, and resilience. I'd like to set the stage for this conversation by talking about the energy or the core energy store that we have in our bodies. This is just a way I look at it, but I look at the core energy store as the energy that, produces, that is produced by our systems that fuel our daily activities, that help us manage challenges, ward off illness, work our way through diseases, and repair the body when need is, such as when we have an injury. Some of this energy store is esoteric, like our thoughts and our beliefs, our mindset, even our intuition. I call it esoteric because while we can sense it, it's difficult to touch it and measure it but we know it's there and it's fueling our lives and giving us capacity to live. This core energy store is also, or can also be very tangible. We can touch it and measure it, like the strength of our muscles when, they, when we lift heavy things, or our cardiovascular capacity when we climb the stairs or go out for a long run. And there's also parts of this core energy store, at least how I look at it, that we might not pay attention to until we need it. Our, our core energy store is also about our immune systems warding off viruses, fighting toxins that come into our body, and repairing the body's tissues when they have been damaged. It also fuels our energy systems, which create the mobilization of energy when we are challenged and then it puts the brakes on to slow the body down so we can calm back down. As we th move through our days, we add to this energy store through rest, sleep, exercise, by staying hydrated, by eating nutritious foods, being with our close friends and our loved ones. We also use or subtract from this core energy store to move, to digest foods, to do our work, to deal with challenges, to learn new things, change and grow. There's a natural ebb and flow. We add, we take away. We add, we take away. And hopefully we have a dynamic equilibrium that keeps us at a healthy, life-sustaining baseline. In biology, we call this dynamic equilibrium homeostasis. 
It's a state of balanced function within the body and within our lives. When our bodies and its systems are balanced, I believe it's when we find or we feel like life is in balance as well. Homeostasis means there are several factors that the body maintains within a certain level of variation in order to sustain life. Factors such as body temperature, acidity and alkaline levels in our blood, the oxygen levels in our blood and our tissues, our blood sugar levels, hormonal fluctuations, blood volume, fluids, electrolytes, even our moods and emotions. All of these are examples of things that are maintained within certain baseline levels in the body to produce health and enable us to thrive. When there is a disruption in this homeostasis, in this dynamic equilibrium, we have stress. In fact, stress is defined as the disruption of homeostasis, a disruption to the state of balanced function within the body. Even if the disruptions are large in these various elements from moment to moment, our bodies manage balance in a stable and predictable way. When there is this disruption, the body's stress response kicks in. It puts us and our body on alert that there's an imbalance to deal with. The stress response manages the threat, deals with any damage produced, and then returns the body to its baseline as quickly as possible. A simple example of this process is a change in the body's core temperature. If the body's core temperature drops below its baseline level, an alert is sent. The body's system triggers shivers, shivers excuse me, to raise the temperature back to the original baseline. And it may also trigger a behavior from us, such as putting on an extra layer of clothing. Another simple example is when we concentrate on a work assignment or work on work on concentrating on solving a complex problem for a long period of time, it might eventually get to the point that it overloads our existing mental capacity or the amount of energy we have to spend on problem solving in that particular moment. That then triggers mental fatigue and encourages us to take a brain break. Injuries, illnesses, even in our diet, a high consumption of sugar, are other things that can disrupt homeostasis and trigger the stress response. The stress response involves many systems in the body, such as the nervous system, our immune system, the endocrine system, our energy systems, as well as our respiratory and circulatory systems. These systems come together to regulate the fight or flight response. It, it mobilizes our immune system, so it creates the inflammation to be ready to repair or deal with an invasion to the system. The response helps manage pain, repair tissues, metabolize the carbohydrates for metabolism, for energy production so that we can run or we can fight or flight. It also controls or regulates the respiration and heart rates. Stress is a full body experience. It's a natural part of life, but there are key things to know about stress. And the first one, and the one that I want to talk about in more detail in today's episode, is that there are many types of stress or stressors 
And stress is more than just what we worry about. Stressors are real, such as extreme pollutants, viruses, illnesses, injuries such as breaking a leg, or violence. Stressors can also be perceived, such as a slight from a coworker or maybe one's perception of unworthiness. There are many different types of stressors or things that can disrupt our homeostasis. The main type of stressors are emotional, they are mental or cognitive, physical, they're social or relational, they're environmental, and then can be existential. Emotional stress is worry. It does come in the form of worry, but there's also anxiety, anger, frustration, or even the emotional overload of dealing with others' emotions in order to get a task completed. Mental or cognitive stress can be a great deal of task switching throughout the day. Decision fatigue, yes, there is such a thing. We only have so much energy in our brains to coordinate decisions at any one particular time. Learning new skills, gaining new knowledge, even never taking a brain break can all add up to mental or cognitive stressors. There's physical stress. Examples of physical stress are poor nutrition, alcohol consumption, illnesses, viruses, injuries. It could be intense workouts over time without taking any type of rest. It could be living a sedentary lifestyle, poor posture, maybe having a relentless schedule, not enough sleep, poor quality sleep, drugs, even medications and medical treatments can be physical stressors. Now, another type of stressors or stress is social or relational. It could be difficult times in a relationship or toxic relationships. It could be isolation or loneliness, feeling like you don't fit in, not having a supportive tribe. There are environmental stressors, pollutants in the air or water, poor humidity or poor lighting in our homes or offices, Noise pollution is an example of an environmental stressor. Chemicals in our foods, chemicals in our clothing, even our skin products. And finally, there's existential stress. Having a lack of purpose or feeling a lack of purpose and meaning in our lives. Feeling insignificant. Life not making any sense. For some of you, this may be new information on what stressors really are. And if that's great, If that's true, that's great. If you are someone who knew that stress was more than what you worry about, hopefully this is a reminder or this provides more details on what stressors are. Either way, awareness leads to more insights. And insights create new levels of knowledge that make us more powerful in managing and controlling our stressors. I'm going to leave the conversation here for today and continue it in my next episode where I'll fill in some of the details on how we can manage our stress. In the meantime, I hope today's conversation has piqued your curiosity enough for you to take a look at your own lifestyle and your own life and see where there may be stressors at play that you are not aware of before. And if you want to learn how to stress less, then I invite you to sign up for my newsletter. I will be launching a new offering in the near future that is made just for you. 
and I will be announcing it in an upcoming newsletter. There is a link or a form in the show notes below to do just that. Or you can also visit my website, strandfitnessonline.com. You will see a bottom, you will see a sign up form on the bottom of my homepage. Thank you for tuning in today. And I look forward to continuing this conversation with you and this podcast journey with you in my next episode. See you soon.